Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress of the Unity podcast. This week we have a special edition. Barry and Dan are out on location at the DW Stadium. Latics Media Manager Ed Jones has kindly agreed to an interview. Our intrepid reporters caught up with Ed in a Latics press room. Okay, we're out and about this week and we're in the, what do you say, the, the, the press, the press the room. room. Bells of the DW Stadium. The, uh, the Media Theatre, I think, is the official title. The Media Theatre at the DW Stadium. This is where, for those of you who've seen the press conferences, uh, this is where they come from, and we're looking at the Europa League backdrop. Anyway, we're here for uh, a special reason today. We've managed to uh, con Latics, <laughs> Latics Media Manager, Ed Jones, to, uh, to do a little interview with us. How are you doing, Ed? Brilliant, thank you. Brilliant, yeah. Good stuff. Good a bit st- disappointed after yesterday because I thought we should should have come away with the three points, shouldn't we, really? So. Yeah, yeah, it well... Was, it was a funny one where, where it kind of felt like a bit of a defeat, but it was, it was a, you know, if you look at it on paper, it was still a draw away from home and clean sheet. And But the amount of chances that were created by the team, we really should have, we really should have come away from that. I'm not saying, not being arrogant and saying, oh team like us should beat them, that's not at all what I'm saying, I'm saying on the day we created enough chances didn't we and had, uh, I thought Young Lee did very well. Young oh Lee yeah, that makes, was... Makes me sound like an old man, but Lee, yeah. Lee did very well there. Uh, yeah. he, he, the, the story of that is, is uh, I'm going to to look at that or that, uh, the, the story of that was literally, um, uh, as such on the warm-up, uh, uh, Cass went down on his ankle, twisted his ankle. The pitch was quite soggy, wasn't it? I think so, because um, their fellow went off with a similar injury, didn't he? Ken, during the first Jan, yes. yeah. Jan, Ken, um, So Lee was warming up as he always does, and then when he came in, he was told, "Right, you're on." You know, and we had to go. We had to scramble because we couldn't find uh, uh, Steve Crane anywhere. Uh, and, <laughs> and the way at Charlton, it was the, the bus. The bus is actually quite close to the. Uh, the tunnel area, and he was just chilling him on the bus, you know. So mm. we managed to get hold of him, and he kind of rushed out and got changed quickly. Um, so how did he react to that? Was he really excited? Lee that was um, no, not really, no. <laughs> but I think that's his, that's the sort of fellow he is. He's very, very yeah. laid back. He's a lovely lad, Lee, really nice fellow. Um, just takes it in his stride. I mean, if you think about it, he's played a full season of league football, so I don't think he was overawed from oh god, what am I going to do and all this. It was just a Okay, yeah, okay, I'm playing. Great. Which is what you, you know, want, really, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. And I thought, I thought he did. I thought he did well. He didn't have that much to do. I read in one of the reports this morning that, you know, he was our hero and he'd made a string of saves. And I thought, well, were they watching the same game? You know, <laughs> not that I want to dis, dis, uh, no. disrespect his performance, but he um, made one very good save. One good save at the end of the first half, wasn't yeah. it? It was a reaction save to his right. I mean, he just looked solid, didn't he? And I thought defensively we did very well, but generally. Let's face it, we should have come away from that game with three points. But I think, like you say, it's a point and it's broken that duck, hasn't it, from the Barnsley game where we've gone and we've not managed to, to pick anything up on, on, on the road. It's so. been a real learning curve, isn't it? And everyone says it, don't they, about the teams coming down. And we, you know, hand on heart, you probably thought, yeah, no, we'll be all right. We've got great players, you know. We'll not get the championship hangover and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, you know, it's, it's, we've had some... Some real tough games away from home, haven't we, especially? Well, I was one of those who thought we'd breeze it. You know, going off last season's cup run, when we played Huddersfield and we played Millwall, and I thought, if, if that's the calibre of teams we're going to be playing... Barnsley yeah. as well, after that, you think, well, it's yeah. just going to be, it's yeah. going to be a breeze, isn't it? But then it, 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 it didn't quite happen that way. And I think, for, for myself, I think James McCarthy's been a big miss. I mean, quality player, 
we're going to miss him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair comment. You know. And then obviously with Ulti getting injured as well. But having said that, I think we probably missed James from from before he he signed. He was never the same player. I think in the in the few games he was here, he's you know in the back of his mind he knew that the the, the move was on. It was a potential. I don't I'm not saying he was saving himself, but psychologically, I think you know players are human beings, aren't they? That mm. that if he thinks you know, gosh, I could have a move here, which is you know career changing. Um, then he's, he's not going to be the same player, you know. And maybe, I don't know if you could argue that, that Callum's not hit the heights McManaman of, of where he was certainly at the end of last season. You know, but he's been stop-start, hasn't he, this season? With yeah, he's been injured and you just don't know whether psychologically that, you know, that, that with all the talk in the summer of him being linked with other clubs, whether that has an effect. I mean, it's, you know, they're only young lads at the end mm -hmm. of the day, 22-year-olds mm -hmm. who you, you're, you're faced with prospects. I mean, you know yourself, you know, if somebody comes and offers you a lot more money to do your job and it's difficult to focus on what you do mm. um, and I think with Callum's case it was all talk wasn't it no, nothing really kind of materialised mm. um, but I think he, there's a lot more to come from him put it that way. yeah well it looked good it looked really sharp on, on Thursday when I came on for the final I don't know 15 minutes mm. or so against Ruben Kazan mm. he, he made a big impact then and almost set a, set a goal didn't he mm. with that mm. break he did and I think he's just he just needs to uh, he needs a full season of football, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, he looks like that, doesn't he? He looks like he needs a run of, run of games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, what's the news on Carson? Do we have anything? We've not got any news yet. No. Um, it, there was a scan today um, on on his ankle, and you know the, the answer is that I don't know. I'm not not you know hiding anything no. from you at the moment. We yeah. just, we haven't got this. Waiting for the back. results. Yeah. The the the, the manager's doing a, a press conference in the morning, so. Uh, hopefully we'll have something to, to announce at that point. You know where that leaves us. I don't really know. I mean, Lee's, you know, he's fit and ready. Mm. I think Polly's training fully now, so he's a contender. Ali's a little bit away, I think. Yeah. So is it? Right. Yeah. Um, I know he's been uh, tweeting that he's uh, getting back into training, looking forward to getting back amongst it. Yeah, he has. But I, th I think, in all seriousness, he's he's a bit far from match practice. Right. Whether or not that. You know, you never know situations in football can happen that, mm -hmm. okay, fella, you, just, you, you go for it, you know. But if I was a betting man, uh, which we're not allowed to be as we're football employees, mm -hmm. um, but I would say it would be, I mean, it depends on the news on, on Carsten, doesn't it? But if mm -hmm. it, let's, let's assume that Carsten's not fit, I think he'd probably stick with Lee. Right. Um, that would be my, yeah. my I'm not, I think that's just from a, from a, a human, I mean, Lee's been ahead of Mike anyway, isn't he, this season? Because yeah. we sent Mike out on loan to Barnsley. Mm. Um, I'm sure that'll do his confidence of power good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a big game Wednesday, isn't it? So. Oh, it's a massive game, yeah. Um, um, whether, whether, whether or not the gaff will think, well, perhaps Polly's experience will be better, I don't yeah. know. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Right. Fingers crossed, Cars will be, will, be, will be right anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so. Can I just ask you, I know you're the, the media manager, what, what exactly does that mean as a football club these days? It means I sit and do podcasts all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my job uh, is that the head of media and player liaison is the kind of official title. Um, so what that effectively means is, is that, that anything to do with, with the media or communications, i.e. publications that we do, um, kind of falls under my remit. And also that the way that the job's evolved which is probably a bit different um, from other clubs, is that um, basically because I, I speak French, um, I got into helping the players uh, when I first started working at the club on off the field, you know, in terms of helping them with, with finding houses and stuff like that. 
Um, and that job's kind of evolved over the years to a degree where we've now had to take somebody else on to, to help with the, the actual nuts and bolts of, you know, sorting out the gas bills and that's right. just the bills and, and, you know, personal finances. And uh, it's because it's, it's an area of, of the game where I think, you know, the management think, well, if, if the player's settled off the field, then there's going to be no stress or less stress when he's on the field. Right. So most clubs now in the first two divisions, I would say, have kind of player liaison departments. Right. Just, just one thing on that. Um, does it ever surprise you with the players' demands? Have you ever been surprised? By that, I don't mean like, oh, that's it. But something out of the ordinary, something really strange has made you take a step back. Um, there's some really strange situations I've had to, to address. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then say so this, this uh, we've got Karen now on board who's help, helping us together. We've, every day is some most bizarre things. You know, when you, I remember the, the one that springs to mind was, uh, do you remember uh, Todorov, Svetislav? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we went, we went house hunting with him. Um, he was really fussy. And I said, oh, come on, you know, you're only going to be here for a few months. Just, you know, what, a flat's <laughs> a flat, isn't it, or something. And then I found out the reason, because uh, his girlfriend or wife, I think, I think it's his wife, came with him the next time and who just was just unbelievably fussy right. so we used to go into houses and uh <laughs> and it would be like no nope, i don't like the smell of this house that was that was one in warrington this smell is wrong okay no problem you know so stuff like that is weird the, the other side of the coin i remember that the, the quickest the quickest ever uh, house move was eric hagen remember the yeah. Nor norwegian yeah. lad yeah. who was just he, he looked like uncle fester didn't he he was a big fellow <laughs> he? he was a big fellow <laughs> he was fantastic and uh steve bruce was the manager at the time and he said oh Ed, Ed, you know we need to get him settled quickly because uh, you know he could, he could be playing i can't remember what the situation was he was playing that a couple of days time okay i will do my best you know and i went to this house in altrincham um and he within as quick as quickly as uh, Mrs. Todorov had said the smell was mm. was, was poor. He said, "Yeah, I'll have this one." Mm. We'd literally open the front door. Yes, I'll have this one. You know. <laughs> but but you don't want to see it. You yeah. don't want to see it in the first. No, I'm having this one. Well, he come from Russia though, actually. Didn't we get him on the uh, Yes, yeah, from Petersburg. Was it Zenit? I think. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. must have had something to do with it. Yeah, he had this weird habit of ch of the Norwegians of chewing tobacco. <laughs> so they mm. they put like I know it's yes. the same stuff as snuff. I think that, yeah. that you Is know snus. That's it, yeah, yeah, and they, they, they put it in the lips, uh, it's bizarre. So we had all like black teeth and everything, but anyway. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, strange things. I, I think the situation is weird where, say, uh, it's, it's kind of a bit better now because we've got someone to help, but literally, you could be, I could be in the middle of a press conference and the phone, phone rings, you know, and, and you think, oh, I'm just in the middle of a press conference, and it's, you know, Antonio Amaya ringing me in Spanish, asking me for, you know, what's the Spanish for plumber, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or the English for the plumber. English you know. plumber yeah. uh, so you've got some very strange situations yeah. that I've dealt with over the years, you know. But most of it really quite fulfilling, you know, that, yeah. that you, you, I think the experiences that everyone who works at, at Wigan Athletic says this, that the experiences that you get are far more than you would do at other clubs, you know, because you have to wear several hats. So, although, you know, my official title is, is media, head of media, but, you know, especially in Roberto Martinez's case, I was doing a lot of stuff for him on a personal level, helping him out, you know, um, and, you know, same with, same with Owen, he's, he's great, he's a fantastic uh, fellow to work for, um, and understands that he's a, 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 sort of someone here who understands the club, but can also probably, you know, help him off the field to get, to get adjusted, or if there's things that he needs or whatever. Um, so it's quite good fun in that respect, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, no one day is the same as the next. Put it that way. Right. Okay. Um,
Does that answer your question? That, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's that's, that's excellent, excellent. I have a question. How many languages are you fluent in? Me, um, but only French. Really. Oh, only well, French. Fr- well, I mean, I speak French. For, I was born in Switzerland, so that's why that's why it comes from. And I, I, the club paid me to learn Spanish about five or six years ago. I think it was now. Um, and so I've picked up to a level which is which is okay, but mm. not amazing. But you know, the, the, if if like someone like um, uh, Juan Carlos Garcia, for instance, when he came, he he, the the way that the work permit situation works in England is that he had to, he had to, he had to fly into Paris in order to get a British visa, and there's a system you have to go through, um, which we've done with Beausejour and Rodriguez as well. We have to go to Paris to get your British visa, and it's very complicated. You have to go to two different centres and fill out this long, convoluted form. So, in that respect, um, with I, I basically went to Paris. Uh, sounds very glamorous, which it kind of <laughs> was for a bit uh, until hanging around for two days, um, and then so I met this complete stranger, Juan Carlos, who doesn't speak a word of English. And then you have to go to get everything sorted out in mm. French. So, in that respect, it fits in very well. You know? Right. So, yeah. And then that's just in order for him to get a visa to come in. Yeah, so, so we've, uh, how long did we sign it for? Two years, have we got him? Garcia, um, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it was this season and two more. Right, so three and yeah. three in total. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's it's one of those where you you can't differentiate when you're signing a player. You know, you've got to spend as much time helping. You know. Because you don't know if they're going to play, how important they are. Mm-hmm. Something. Well, you're going, to, you're going to be a big player, so I'll help you. Or you're only going to play one game yeah. in the next two seasons, so I'm not going to help you. That's mm-hmm. just not the way it works. No. You've got to treat everybody equally. Um, so that's that's quite interesting, I suppose. That the, the range of things that you do. Um, so anything, you know, anything from, for instance, just the other week we we arranged a team photograph that you see the photograph of the lads on the yeah. on the wall. So that's our department has got to manage that and mm-hmm. arrange for the photographer to come and. You know, get all the players in place at the right time, wearing the right equipment. Um, so there's a lot more besides the matches. Yeah. You know, the matches are almost just like the icing on the cake sometimes. You know. Are you enjoying the season so far? I mean, it's, it's different from the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I think the one thing that that we weren't expecting was was uh, obviously last season was how busy the Europa Cup would would make. I mean, literally, when you with those weeks. The, the the amount of of tasks that they make you do is just phenomenal, and the part of this is easy. If you get through to the next round, the 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 level of branding that the stadium has to go is you know literally. I think they come in with a team actually to do it because there's more exposure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think well the way if you look at the, the board here, it's, it gives you a, an insight to all these various sponsors. I mean, the reason why you know that you make money out of each each round as a club, you know, and it's because they they have these exclusive mm-hmm. deals with all these companies so that. You know, for instance, uh, if Adidas come and, and want to uh, sponsor something, and they find a Nike product somewhere, you know, in the stadium or mm. an advert for—that's to give an example—it um, it causes obviously problems with with them. So they're very, very, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, they're very exact into, yeah. into what they yeah, meticulous exactly. So if we, uh, we've not had this experience yet, but I can see over there there's a, there's a Toshiba television, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and a, apparently Sony are one of the big sponsors for right. the Champions League. So, so um, you know, in the Champions League, for instance, they they literally go around covering television signs up, you know, ah. because if a, if a rep from from Sony comes, you know, it's, it's, so it's all that. Um, so that season, to answer your question, yeah. the, the Europa League f- for me. I think it's been really interesting. Mm. I, th- I think there's two ways of approaching it. Um, 
you either because obviously you know how to do things so you either kind of battle it and say no 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 the way we do it here is this that and the other oh no but you know and you know that in the end they're going to win yeah so there's two ways of doing it you either just like embrace it all <laughs> go on hit me with what you yeah. want or you, you try and resist and we've obviously done done that so it's interesting that on the first two games uh, they have like a team of three people who who come and uh, kind of run the game if you like it's a venue director and a broadcast manager I think of the titles um, nice fellow Portuguese guy called Alex is the venue director and a uh, Scottish fellow called Colin you get the same blokes for both games for the whole yeah. if we go all the way through to the semi they're, they're with they're, they're with our club yeah, yeah. Um, which is good because then there's a continuity yeah. um, I lost my thread oh yeah so at the end of the game they, they say that, that basically apparently UEFA headquarters they have like banks of how many games there are um, you know let's say it's 48 games have a room like a like a space space control centre you know and these people are watching every single television to see if anything is right. is not branded properly or like the whole like you know the beginning of the game with all the, the children with the with the, uh, with the, the sign yeah, and the yeah. way that like on 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 Thursday we they passed the banner along they had we had a rehearsal for that yeah so all these things are picked up on and um Brilliantly, the the first game, we said, "Oh, brilliant! You were you were fantastic! You know, for the first ever attempt, we we you know we thought the facilities were great, the people were friendly. Uh, you know, it was a great game. We managed to get a win, so yeah. everyone's in a good mood. So there's two things we weren't happy about. Oh, um, they both affected me, of course. <laughs> uh, one one was that that when Ben Ben Watson had, had scored the goal, and it was him and Nick Powell did the interview after after the game, um, and Ben had put on a sweatshirt because it was a cold night. And done the interview. And I, I, was, I thought, brilliant! I managed to get both players in, in front of the camera for mm. them. You know, Nick wasn't that that pleased about going in. You know, Ben was all gone. Yeah. Again, it's always me. You know, and then uh, but ben, so Ben was wearing his sweatshirt and Nick was wearing his playing top. Uh, and I, kn I knew that that in the tunnel, UEFA said you're not allowed to have the branding with the, with the one three bet thing on, yeah. unless it's a player. Yeah. So I was fine, okay, no, yeah. everything's, everything's cool. And then, then Alex, the venue director, knocks, you know, taps me on the shoulder during the interview. What is going on? What is going on? You know, as if I've committed some <laughs> foul crime. And obviously with Ben, was wearing his sweatshirt and not the, the top. Not the, the official the playing, the playing match shirt. top. Yeah. And that was, that was uh, contravening the UA for yeah, rule. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you know. So obviously yeah. next, ne next time I had my, my, uh, you know, my shirt ready. Or yeah. in fact when uh, against Kazan, uh, Grant Holt, and Nick again, uh, we're, we're doing the we're, we're doing the TV, and I, I said to Grant, "Look, you better take your sweatshirt off, you know, mm. <laughs> otherwise I'm going to get in trouble." <laughs> and the other one was um, brilliantly they they um, the fridge from my other office uh, was uh, meant to be used for um, the drug testers because the drug testers need need a fridge to keep the samples in. Yeah. Well, to keep the samples, also yeah. I think to to give to the players. To try and stimulate, you know. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the, Some fluid. The p word, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe for themselves as well. So, yeah. so anyway, we didn't have a fridge for the drug testers, you know. Right. But basically, in the the grand scheme of things, we've as a club, you know, we we got a massive uh, tick right. into having done everything right for Fantastic. them. Yeah. So, who came up with the name the Wigan Athletic Stadium? <laughs> Why did you pick that name? Well, that was interesting because. Um, they they said to us that that no stadiums can have a a, a branded name, so um, 
we thought, well, that's all right. it's, you know, it's, it's the name of the owner, and then they, they so we're trying to con them basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the meeting um, that we had back in the summer, and then no, they said, no, look, it's a, it's a brand name. So, okay, so what, what should we call it? The Dave Wheeling Stadium. Then and they weren't happy, and then they said, no, we're going to call it the Wigan Stadium. So we thought, okay, we'd rather have the Wigan Athletic Stadium because that's who we are, isn't it? Uh, and um, and that was accepted, you know. But in the same way that it's the Arsenal Stadium, isn't it? You um, said the Emirates, and yeah, exactly. You. You know, and Eastlands, they change that for City's game, don't they? Yes, do they? Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's Etihad. It's oh, Etihad, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, So that's that's all right, but it's only really for any official publication, so i.e. the program. And you know it goes out on the telly, doesn't it? As, as the Wigan Athletic Stadium. So, mm. if that's the price to pay for being in Europe, then that's, well, that's we'll fine. take it, won't we? It's <laughs> been. I mean, the fans have backed it, haven't they? How? how yeah. I mean, you, you guys seem to be really oh, embracing it as much yeah. as anybody. You know, I was in Belgium. Fantastic trip. It's great, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, wonderful, wonderful time. Apart from the rain, later as we were getting to the ground, and we all got soaked. It was. Uh, but it was a great day. Um, thought we did all right as well for our first game. We was a bit cautious, weren't we? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Zilta, Zilta were, were I mean, they're flying in the Belgian league, aren't they? And yeah. I think we did okay. The last ten minutes we were holding on, weren't we? And yeah. I thought it was a great performance. Really, mm. really thought we were, we were, um, considering he'd made so many changes. Yeah, it was a surprise in, in the last round that uh, Maribor actually went there and did him. Yeah, I thought that. Me. I thought yeah. that because Maribor were poor against us, weren't they? Yeah, very poor. I thought. Yeah. The second half they improved, but yeah. um, anyway. These uh, Ruben last week were quite a good side, I thought. Their goal was a, Excellent. a cracking goal. Yeah. Number nine. He doesn't really play for them apparently. No, he, he just comes on as a late sub, doesn't he? He can come. Yeah. You can come and yeah. answer anytime he wants. He's full of running, won't he? Yeah. And the, the left back as well, flying up. He was more of a wing back, wasn't he? And Bia then number ninety. The uh, yeah, the French, French he went down quite easy, didn't he? Mourned a lot. But, but he's yeah. He, he's got something. Found, yeah. He had something about him. But no, I thought. I thought. You know, it was. Before the game, we'd have said, "Oh yeah, we'd have, we'll take a draw here." Privately, probably yeah. thought, "Thought, oh, well, they're a good team." But after the game, we were disappointed not to have won. Again, yeah, it was like Saturday, weren't it? It mm. was, it was disappointing that we didn't that snatch fantastic it. Fantastic save, isn't it, by that keeper? At the oh, it's unbelievable that we got across there. Yeah, We've tried to say, to, you know, whether whether Marco should have, you know, but there's not that much else he could have done. He struck it well enough. Yeah, yeah and he come at him quick, didn't he? I mean, he controlled it, hit it, yeah. and so the keeper just threw himself at it. it was, uh, it's, it's football, though, isn't it? It's a decent return, you know, for yeah. that five points, is it, from the first three? So yeah, yeah we're on course, aren't we? We're on course for, doing, for going through. Yeah. The differences, could, could I ask you what, what, what the main differences are between, on a, on a daily basis, working with Owen Coyle from Roberto or Martinez? Um, what would you say? Be careful what I say here, but... Um, I got on very well with Roberto. He's, he was very media savvy, um, which, as a as a kind of media person, that that's your first mm. uh, your first question really about a manager is 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 he going to understand a what we do, you know, is he going to value it after he understands it, and c you know how much is he going to cooperate and on all those three aspects, Roberto was was brilliant. You know, he couldn't really put it put it any other way. Um, very, very sort of clever in terms of how he dealt with questions, especially the negative questions mm. that inevitably come when you're, you know, struggling in the league, which we did. But I thought I thought he handled the, the success that we had very well as well, quite in a quite a humble manner. You know, always praising his staff, and um, from that point of view, you know, he 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 uh, valued the, the the club's own media as well. You know, that we do the stuff at the website and mm. we're an athletic player. He'd always talk to us. 
you know, he'd always give, you know, whatever I asked him to do as regards player, he would do, like he'd meet you fans, you mm. know, he, he was very good. Now, this sounds like I'm about to say Owen's not that thing, but he, he is, Owen is equally as good, but just in a completely different way. Yeah. He is, he is, you know, a, a different character completely. Um, and again, my first, my first phone call, as soon as I found out that, that Owen might be coming, was to call a guy called Mark, who was my equivalent at Bolton, he's left now. To say, look, Mark, you know, because I, I kind of knew him quite well anyway from coming across him at mm. events and at matches, and and uh, <coughs> I said, Mark, what's what's he like as a fellow? Is he is he okay? You know, uh, and he said, look, he's the best. He's the best I ever worked for, um, which kind of just gives you a massive sigh, mm. sigh of relief, you know. Um, and I, I know in it's a different it's a different atmosphere down at the training ground. Um, obviously, that from you know having a Spanish. Uh, well, I suppose with Graham Jones, it's it's, it's Geordie as well, but kind of a mixed mixed sort of cultural uh, setup. Now it's it's very much all Scottish. We've got Graham Barrow as well, so he's with his <laughs> with his wit, you know. Yeah. Um, so so that that vibe has changed. I mean, it's almost like Scottish has become the official language, you know, at the training ground, which is <laughs> which is just a change, you know, over the years. I mean, I've been here for eight nine years now, so you've seen, you know, with with Paul Jewell first and that 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 atmosphere we had down over to Hutch and then uh, Steve Bruce came in mm. and, and Roberto and, and everybody brings their own different atmosphere, different ways of working, different timescales mm. and Owen's just, I would say he's, he's you know, very different from Roberto but just really good to work for, you know, from a, from a club point of view I think he understands us as a club, that's, that's my biggest worry for somebody coming in was that he wouldn't get Wigan Athletic because yeah. you know, we're special mm. we're a special club yeah. you know, and, and you guys know it we know it as supporters yeah. that, that you know, we're not like other clubs yeah. you know? <laughs> just things don't happen the same yeah. here and, uh, and, and he got that straight away you know, it's not like you, you, you go around Christopher Park which is good it's just okay the facility's okay you know, and it's not oh, this is a bit poor isn't it you know, where's, where's my indoor pitch and whatever you know, it's like this is great yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, he's been at small clubs himself you know mm. Um, as a person, he's fantastic. Very, very kind of respectful of his staff, inclusive of his staff, um, and you know his his assistant as well, Sandy, is a great guy. It takes a while to get to know people, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Phil um, Hughes obviously comes comes with the package, and he's got a real latics connection. He's he yeah. tells us some great stories of Bobby. You know, yeah. the day that Bobby set his set fire to his car is is my favourite. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bobby Campbell, he's Bobby talking. Campbell, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was a big. He, they used to come in from Yorkshire together, um, and uh, there was a big non-smoking sign in Phil's new escort or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> so when he went to pop in, pop in and get a, a bottle or something from the news agent, he'd, he'd lit up and and basically set fire to this sign. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of other stories which he probably couldn't repeat, you yeah. know. And I found the family show as a saying goes. But so no, so from that from that aspect, it's it's really really good at the moment. It's a fantastic atmosphere at the club. Um, I think with Roberto we had, at, at first, when he first came, and, and I'm sure he wouldn't be upset if I, if I said this, but there was a bit of division within the, within the dressing room in the early days. Mm. Uh, certain players didn't kind of accept what was happening style-wise with the team, and there's a lot of influx of Hispanic players, so there was real factions um, within the dressing room, which, you know, obviously we stayed up, didn't we, two or three years, so yeah. so they got together enough on the pitch, but never that much off it. And then towards the end, you know, um, I think as we got towards the cup final, um, there was a real togetherness. You know, that the different factions had kind of accepted each other. So you wouldn't expect Maynard Figueroa to be best mates with Gary Caldwell, but 
you know, there's a, there's a mutual respect of what mm -hmm. of what they, they they stood for as people and what what they stood for as players. And then now, since the summer, and we've had, you know, there's, we've worked out it's the most players we've ever had in in the summertime. This one, 11 players. Yeah. Was it 12? 12. 12. 12, 12. Um, the, a complete turnaround in, in, in players, which obviously creates the atmosphere, doesn't it? So yeah. whereas before, last year, I think, there was about 12, 13 Hispanic kind of players. Um, you know, so even so, someone like, I don't know, Geordie, for instance, who's, who's fluent English speaker, is still... Mm. Culturally, you know, he he would kind of side with those those guys more, but now it's you know the the the, the British kind of uh, core of the club is the dominant one. Mm. Um, if you think of all the players that have come in, there's only like three or four kind of Hispanic guys. You know, the couple of the French boys stick stick together, but not in a in a kind of divisive way. And I think the unity within the, within the dressing room is fantastic at the moment. A couple of characters in there as well, and Grant Salton. Yeah, Grant's. Grant's uh, I, I was warned actually by uh, <laughs> by my counterparts at, at uh, Norwich, the, the fantastically named Joe Ferrari, um, who said, "Oh, Grant, yeah, he's a nice fella, but you know, guy's hard work, and he'll never <laughs> do what you say." You know? And I've never had a problem with him. He's, yeah. he's, I don't know. Maybe it's just. I think we were. We're not particularly. Um, oh, what's, how can I put this? I, I, I'm a big believer in giving the players the rope to hang themselves with. Yeah. In a media sense. Yeah. So you say to Grant first few days, look, Grant, you know, I'm not going to stop you from talking to anybody. I'm not going to say yes, you can do that, and no, you can't mm. do that. You're a grown man. You're 33 year old, 32 year old mm. player. You know, you've got, you know, more experience than me in the game. So I wouldn't be arrogant to, to say, look, don't do this, don't do that. Mm. And I think maybe that, that maybe there's a respect that comes from that. I don't know. Yeah. They think, well, I'm not going to let let the club down, you know. Um, and I think from a off the pitch point of view, uh, Grant's been different class. It's been yeah. really good. Well, he's got his own radio show, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Carlisle yeah, radio. exactly. Which we we helped to push. And yeah, he's a, he's a character, you know. Yeah. There's, there's no two two ways about it. But I think you need that, you know. He watches a lot of Peppa Pig, apparently, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so we had him. Uh, uh, it was it was quite funny. He probably probably. Uh, Shout at me for telling you this, but I prepared all this this thing for the the, the press conference where that quote came from. It was yeah. in, and back in these very seats, you have to do a press conference before each game with the player and everything. And uh, said, "Oh, Grant, you know, here's, here's the, the just in case you don't know it, here's the main players from from Kazan. You know, quick word about them." Ah, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that's that, but that was the line, wasn't it? That came out that yeah. you'd rather watch Peppa Pig than, yeah. than watch watch Kazan. <laughs> So, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know when you talk about characters in the dressing room, that, yeah, there are some. You know, James James McLean is a again another one where that my my equivalent at Sunderland, Louise, she's called. So, oh, I'm not saying I'm glad to get rid of him, <laughs> <laughs> but she was, you know. Yeah. And uh, James wouldn't mind me saying that, I'm sure. Uh, and he's been fine, you know. He's yeah. been great. He's he's obviously a feisty character. Mm. You know, he, he believes in what he believes. Um, Fair you know, yeah. play. Yeah. Well, you need that. Surely, you need characters within to make it to make it work. As long as you understand that, that obviously we, as a club, you know, we we pay we pay the wages. So there's a certain amount yeah. of responsibility that comes in with that. Um, and I think the, the majority of them, you know, mm. understand and respect. And some don't like doing media, which is understandable. But they've they've got to do the fair share. And that's it's kind of a happy ship at the moment. Yeah, great stuff. I would say. Yeah. So we'll move on to, to Wednesday. We've got uh, QPR coming mm. up, and Harry Harry's bringing his boys, and uh, they've got one or two characters, haven't they? Joe Wet, yes, Joey yeah, yeah. Uh, I've noticed the program. Uh, well, the match advertising has Callum on one side and 
and Joey Barton on the other. I've seen that on the official website. So, so is that, that going to be the? So uh, I don't know what it's in, you know uh, intimating that's going to happen. I've got a, I've got a confession to make here, which is uh, um, that QPR were the first team that I supported, or first English team that I supported. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm not no. a fan at all anymore. But for sentimental reasons, I, I was uh, we came over to England with my dad, and uh, at the time, you know, we said, "Oh, I'd, I'd love to see a, a, an English game," because the, 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 my team in Geneva was called Sevet Sevet Geneva, yes. who are now they've, they've gone they've gone all over the place. They, they went to the third division, could have went bust and all sorts, but one of the big old Swiss clubs. Anyway, we went to see QPR at Loftus Road, um, first first English game. So I kind of. Followed them from a distance, mm. and, and that was that was my club for a bit. And then obviously once once you get associated with this club, which was eighty five, when, when he was the reporter before before yeah. that, when I met my, my my wife's from Wigan, yeah, from St Andish as she likes to call it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, and she came from a Latix supporting family. So her brother Graham took me down Latix against Bolton, we lost three one. <laughs> uh, and I was hooked, absolutely hooked. Yeah. I just loved the club ever since, you know. And then when you live somewhere and you work somewhere, it becomes in your blood, and you forget other allegiances. Mm. You know, so, um, so I wouldn't say they got a soft spot in my heart, QPR, but no. there, there is a, you know, mm. if any if any old mates are out there listening, hey, you're a, you know, yeah, there's a bit of history. Yeah, a bit of history. I mean, I think it's going to be a tough game, really, yeah. really tough game. But I, I seriously think it's one that we can, we can, uh, we can win. Why mm. not? You know. We're at home, we? have been playing quite well at home, or, mm. or we've been getting the results anyway. Um, Biv, I think, but I think that's, that's that's we've been doing better than that. I think we've been having some really good, yeah. good performances. Well, some some of the performances have been top class, aren't they? Mm. Really, Forest. Yeah, I think there's there's more ways to more, more ways to skin a cat, as the saying goes. You know, you can't expect, especially at this level, you can't expect to dominate games for 90 minutes. You know, so if you think of was it Ipswich where they they were mm. they were on top, but they didn't take the chances. No, so no. so you know you you. You defend them, and Scott made some fantastic saves on that mm. day. Okay, you'd say they should probably have scored it, uh, but at the same time, then you go and you go and win. Look at Blackburn was another one where yeah. we weren't that we weren't at the races were we that much in the first half, and then the second half it was just yeah. fantastic so determination. I, and I never felt in doubt we were going to win that game though. Even the later it got, you could feel it. You could feel it coming. Really, it was one of those games, wasn't it? Where the longer it went on, you thought, we're going to nick this, we're going to nick it. But half the time you had that feeling and, and then... Yeah, it's then like, it's nothing's <laughs> gone all disappointed, I know. Um, so well, every game's been exciting, hasn't it? And that's another thing you see. Yeah, but it's a bit stressful though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is, yeah, but <laughs> it's what we come for, isn't it? The entertainment and the excitement. Well, and yeah, you, you, you boys might do, but... I mean, I'm sure you prefer a nice, comfortable tuning, sort of 2-0 sometimes or whatever. Well, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think Wednesday's going to be really tough. They've got some... some Really good experience. Yeah, players. got some big players too. They signed yeah. Esso Cotter from Spurs. He's, mm. he's and Joey Barton, of course. Is the lad they got up front from Burnley? Austin, Austin. Charlie Austin. Austin, Charlie Austin yeah. yeah, he can score if nothing. Yeah, is he injured at the moment? I don't think I don't he played think a weekend. So. Did, did he not? I don't, I don't think he did. Oh, I was chatting to the chatting to the analyst, and he was talking about him. So he might have done. He might have been. He might have done nothing in the game. I don't know what you feel like, but I, I, I like to think that you know we can beat teams at full strength. So you know. Yeah, well, before the season started, I, I mean, I've already said I thought we'd I'd not walk the division, but I thought we'd be very strong within it. I still think that's going to come after Christmas anyway. It's only so. kicks in. I hope it? so. It's it's yeah. Um, I think people say that that 
you know, th th it always happens this way with the teams that go down. I mean, QPR probably the one that uh, you know that proved this may be wrong, but that the, the big squads basically come together at the end of the season, mm -hmm. where that consistency comes over winter. I mean, they've managed to just have that solidity, haven't they? Where they're just yeah. they're not winning games. The grind in a way. They're not winning games heavily, are they? Yeah, so one nils, one exactly two place. sort of two yeah. ones, two nils, whatever. Uh, not conceding that many goals. Yeah. Um, but 23 games come January left to the end of the season mm. so that's what's the stat we've got is it we've got seven games in no what was what at the moment we're in a we're in 11. a really, is it seven, seven matches in 11 no it in, can't be seven no seven matches in 25 22 23 yeah. games yeah. something yeah. basically one game over three games yeah. three days isn't it uh, at the moment we're, we're, we're three games in six days isn't it if you think of yeah the three we've just had yeah there's an international break coming up, so we'll have a rest then as well, won't we? Yeah, after Russia. But um, anyway, yeah. So we'll see. See, you know, hope, hopeful. I think it's certainly a game that we don't want to lose on Wednesday. Mm. Say from a, from a league point of view. Well, yeah, I think keep that unbeaten record going. Mm. So, and, and the longer that goes on, the more confidence mm. the team have when they play, don't they? Mm -hmm. Plus, the more people will be coming through the turnstiles as well. Absolutely. And at the moment, I mentioned before, the average is is uh, quite quite strong. We're averaging at. Fifteen thousand one hundred and thirty, you know, in the league, which is not bad, you know, considering that some of the clubs that, that have visited haven't really brought that many people. No. Um, that that it's, I think it's inevitable that you you drop a few supporters, don't you? Mm. But I think with Latics, it's, it's a bit different. Again, we're talking about as being unique that that you know the fans that because we're in such a football rich area that you don't support Latics because you're just, oh, I don't wonder what I'm going to do today, you know. Mm. You, if you come to, to DW, it's because you want to be there, because yeah. you're a Latics fan, yeah. you know, and whether you go down, whether you stay up, it mm. doesn't matter, does it? You're not going to go off and watch somebody else because this is your team. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's borne out with those figures, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think we've got a new generation of fans as well now. We've got, with, with the, the kids who grew up through the Premier League era, are now into the teens and perhaps into the early twenties, and the, whereas their parents maybe in the past when we was down in the third division, or you know they, they'd have allegiances elsewhere. These kids now have got that allegiance to this club, yeah, and they're going to be with us. You know, you know and if you think um, if you think that the uh, I mean, my, my my lad's a, a classic case where um, he started coming well, before I worked for the club. He was born in ninety seven, so he started coming early two thousands. You know, I used to bring him to games, and it was free for the under fives, wasn't it? And mm. then it was really dirt cheap, wasn't it? For, so I could I could bring him along, and he just got the the just got the bug. That was his, you know, if, if live football on. I'm a, I'm Wigan. That's my team, you know. Which yeah. is, and I've never kind of forced it down his throat, but you know, in a class full of Liverpool fans and Man United fans, and he's he's kept his allegiance going, which is. Which is great, and now he's 16. You know, he he he, he sort of loves it. Yeah. His first, I let him go to his first game, first away game on his own, last season, which was uh, Everton away, mm -hmm. in, the, in the cup. You know. In the cup. Yeah. 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 Him yeah. and he, he took his mate with him, who's an Everton fan, actually, as it happens. But yeah. he said that even him, he was cheer, he was cheering at the end because it was such a fantastic atmosphere yeah. in there, and he yeah. just said that 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 was. That's the best, you know. That performance was. I said that. That's that's the best. Yeah. I think. I said, well, you just wait and see what happens at Wembley. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you came back from the semi-final and said, oh, that was the best, you know. Yeah. Then he went to the final and said, Dad. <laughs> so, it doesn't get any better than that. I think oh, that, that, is, that is just. Yeah. I know it's a it's a funny one, and the, the question that everybody's asking us is, you know, would you have swapped? Cup final for staying up and all that. And you can't answer that question, can you? But I can. Yeah, never. 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's difficult from our point of view because yeah. you, you know how much money we've lost as a yeah. club. But but the experience that that we we enjoyed, didn't we, as supporters that day? Yes. Oh, it's just extraordinary. And I, the, my only my only sad bit about the day was the fact that I, I couldn't be with the kids, you know, because yeah. I was working. Um, and I thought about because it, it, it was great in the semi final because. The, the club seats were just kind of near the press box, so I was able to, to mm. scoot up and down. But, but in the final, they were sat up in the in the gods, you know. And um, that's the only thing that really you'd want to be there with them, you know, and, yeah. and enjoy that moment at the end. So. One of the strange things for me in the cup final was, I, I started to think about people that had been with the Springfield Park and been here with, and had seen us in the Premier League, but had died, you know, and and thinking missed out on yeah on this cup final win you know it was after the game was finished I was thinking of, of like some really good friends of mine who were dead now and what they you know as though it was for them as though they were yeah. still there and it was it was quite emotional if I'm being honest I think know? so I think there was a, was that fantastic uh, banner best Latics banner of all time that um, that we saw at uh, Varigam at Brew sorry yeah. for the this, this, this is for our fathers and grandfathers yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah. absolutely brilliant that just sums it all up yeah you? We've actually got a picture of that up in the office. You know, of you, yeah. Just because it was, you know, if yeah. the person who's who's did that, you know, is watching this, get in touch with us because we'll make a fuss of you, you know, because that that was that that one banner is sums up everything. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Well, that's the family club, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. All rolled into it. Yeah. But it, it also sums up what what that day meant, you know. And, yeah. And, and uh, I was sat on uh, on um, when we played on Sunday. Um, I was actually sat towards the end of the game because I, I had to nip down quickly at the end. I, I went to the Charlton end, just where the, the way the press box was working, and uh, I just just thought I could dart quickly. I sat in front of a couple of Charlton fans, and uh, and they were saying, "Oh, do you know what? We we really like Wigan. Wigan's a great club." <laughs> they didn't know they didn't know I was, yeah. I was there. Just yeah. the, the whole country life loves Wigan, don't they? Yeah. You know? And uh, I thought it was fantastic that you know because I mean they're basically cheering for us to lose, but you yeah. know, but so, oh, but we really like Wigan, don't we? Yeah. And it was that sums up that, that that I think what we achieved last season is really you know since Wimbledon that that is the first time it's happened, doesn't it? And mm. it's it's we've kind of championed the. Uh, the little man against, or you know, David against, against, against yeah. Goliath, yeah. yeah. And I think it's 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 made people believe that, you know, that a small club can can actually achieve that. You know? Yeah. And on that note, Ed, I think that's a great way to finish. Perfect. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So thank you very much. Unless Dan wants to, have you got a last no. question? No. No. Great. Right. Anytime. Thank you very much, Ed. Pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. 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 Yeah. A massive thanks to Ed for the interview. Prior to joining the Latics, Ed was bass player with Wigan indie band, the Tansads. We're going to sign off this edition with Up the Revolution, a Tansads track recorded live in the mid-90s. Ed's distinctive bass playing is as dynamic as a Sean Maloney free kick. The Tansads featuring Ed Jones, Up the Revolution.
Revolutions, yeah. Not the revolution. 